What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle Hamilton, All-American Safety for University of Notre Dame, and I just want to say thank you for tuning into the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast. We are back for another episode of our Summer Scouting Series. It's Lee, because obviously we're flipping back over to defence after Raj and Keith were doing the big boys in the trenches last week. And we've got him back. We've got him back for another one, but flipping over to defence. Keith, my man, it's been a long time. We've been spending about the past 40 minutes or so having a chat and catching up. But how are you, mate? Are you okay? I'm very good, thanks, mate. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we have had a little chat and we nothing to do with American football with a bit of the other ball, which was interesting. But yeah, I'm multi-skilled, mate. I can do offence and defence, play both ways. I'm just really bad at both. <laughs> not at all, mate, not at all. Um, we've got a bit of an issue though, this week because we're doing safeties and linebackers, we're kind of clubbing them in. You know, these positions there, in some ways, they're becoming quite similar in the NFL. You know, in college football, you know, we think we'll talk about a few players who will kind of go between both positions a little bit so hence why we've kind of forced them into one episode but we're not overly impressed with these groups are we I'm sure we'll have a great chat we'll have a great time but we don't have too many great players to talk about I don't think do we it's not a great thing to say at the start of the episode but you know let's be honest with the people yeah the the linebackers um, are scary Um, I don't I'm not not selling myself most of these the safeties I think are, are Decent. I do agree with you that there are players here that morph into both categories to to a degree, and that is the way the NFL is trending. Um, mm. So there is, yeah, these two um, sort of position groups do overlap these days. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn off the pod yet because we do have some good players to talk about. Oh, we do. Yes, yes and I'm do. sure we've got some good under and overrated players as well. So it's the usual format: five uh, top, you know, top five for each position, and then under and overrated player. For each, I think, you know, we might be getting some overrated players in there because some guys get talked about, but they don't live up to the hype from the tape that I've been watching. I'm sure you might agree with me there, Keith. But should we dive in? We've agreed to start with linebackers, haven't we? We have, First and yep. foremost. Do you want to kick us off then? Do you want to talk about your number five linebacker for the 2023 draft? Okay, so number five is someone I've um, put on the list, though I don't want to. Um, <laughs> right. It shows the depth. Yeah, it's Trenton Simpson from Clemson, who many people will have as their linebacker one. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so we were talking earlier on, we were talking earlier in the week as well about a big three, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And you said you don't like, well, you only like one of them, right? I, like I was one, yeah. certain that we had this player at the same position. And as you can see from my face, I know we're not on the visual <laughs> audio here, but... My jaw dropped when you mentioned his name. I'm, yeah, I'm confused. You didn't want to have this guy at five, but I have him a lot higher. Go ahead, mate. Tell us why you would think about him. So, on my season notes, where I sort of scribble frantically when I watch these players, um, there's nothing massively positive that I've written about him. Uh, so, we do the, the deep dive, and I, the first game I look at is Boston College. Okay. And this, and I've I had issues in this game. Uh, he was run at deliberately. Um, he was easily moved out of the way by the tight ends in that game. The tight ends also released into the flat easy and he couldn't cover those. 
these are not great athletic Boston College Titans. These are big grunters. Um, it sort of backed up all the little things that I'd written in my notes through the season. I was struggling, really, to find any positives. The, the positive was in that game, as in the other game I watched after, was as a when he actually played as an edge, stood up and, and crashed on the edge and passed for us, there's something there. Mm, yeah, um, I've definitely got that in my notes as well. The problem is, he's a space player. I mean, he's incredibly athletic. The, the, the positives are this: he's obviously some freak athlete, six, whatever he's six three, two thirty-ish. Incredibly athletic. He's probably running four fours. I'm just seeing a very fast guy running around, but getting handled. So as a desperation thing, I shucked on South Carolina tape, which was right near the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. And that is where I saw what, what most people are sort of saying about him. It seemed to be all there in that game. Yeah. So even though he scores pretty lowly on my scale, that game alone I think is worth putting him at number five for me. Um, but I do. I just, I just see an athlete rather than a football player right now. I think they're going to try and move him to a more kind of traditional linebacker role rather than that sort of overhang crasher. Um, mm. If you do that, his plus trait, I said, is his athleticism, speed. Yeah. You're, going to take that, you're going to take that away. Um, I just wonder if you... It won't be a true Mike. It'd probably be like a Will. I still think that's not playing to his strengths. and I won't be out to show off that great athleticism that he clearly has. I Yeah, I have issues... I'm not high as high. Let's see what happens this year because everyone else thinks he's great, and I think I'm going to be wrong in this. But <laughs> but that Boston College, oh, that was so rough. With with the best will in the world, considering that I'm going to talk about him quite a bit later. I hope you are yeah. quite wrong because otherwise I'm going to really <laughs> overshot the market. But saying that though, like you say, I I think that you have gone against the grain a little bit. So it could it could be you that's right and everyone else is wrong. I don't know. It's early days. Like, I haven't watched the Boston College game as well, which I will qualify. So maybe I need to seek out that because I caught the two main games that I watched were the South Carolina game that you have said that mm-hmm. he was played well in. I completely agree. And also the Georgia game as well. Um, right. So I think he played well in that game as well. I'm not going to go into too much detail because like I said, I'll give my full rundown when I talk about him much later on. Um, but yeah, I do see there's like, yeah, definitely an edge kind of player in there. I've definitely noted that. Athleticism is off the charts. A lot of my scores through explosiveness and range and things like that are off the charts. So yeah, that's as high as it can be graded in those sort of traits for me. Um, the alarming part that I didn't actually know is that Clemson were going to try him in like a more traditional linebacker role because obviously Brent Venables is not there anymore. It's a new DC. He's in Oklahoma being the head coach. That reminds me, the first person that I thought of, which is someone that I'll compare him to a bit later on, is Isaiah, um, Isaiah Simmons. That's yeah. what Arizona tried to do with Isaiah Simmons. And has Arizona got the benefit of that? No, not at all. You don't like need to try and make these guys who are these hybrid safety linebackers, kind of queen on the chessboard kind of players, into these pigeonholes because you don't get the benefit of them. And that's what they shouldn't do with Trenton Simpson because... That'll just like I say, just completely change his 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 outlook for the season. Because you know, I think the first snap I saw, um, I thought that whoever had done the corp 
I thought that they'd done it wrong because he was basically covering the slot. And I was like, hang on. <laughs> okay, let's just, yeah, he's okay, left at number 22. All right, okay, fine. He's a linebacker now. Overhang, that's fine. Okay, modern guy, that's fine. Kind of matching up what I kind of read about him. Cool. Oh, right, now he's playing deep safety for a couple of snaps. Cool, okay. So this versatility is there. Don't try and, like, pigeonhole this guy. I think that's a good thing, personally, that he's got all this, because like we said earlier, the modern NFL is kind of, you know, tilting that way, really. And I'm someone who watches Derwin James every Sunday, and that's kind of how he operates as well. So maybe I'm seeing it through my lens. But let's leave that there, because I think he's going to come up <laughs> a lot later for me as well. So I'll, um, I'll move on to my number five guy. And one thing I complimented you on was your T-shirt that you're wearing, which, again, terrible that we're not um, visual, but you're wearing an Iowa football T-shirt, which I'm really loving, by the way. Um, and, yeah, my number five linebacker is Jack Campbell, who is their middle linebacker, six foot five, 245, so quite a massive <laughs> middle linebacker, to say the least. Um, the first thing that I have written on my uh, notes sheet here is Campbell is a big grass-fed Midwestern linebacker who is a two-down thumper, and he will be in the NFL, I think. He's got a good tackle radius. He's got good stopping power. He's like, to me, if he was 20 years ago, he'd be like first round, absolutely knock it out of the park, nail it down. He's like the quintessential linebacker. But in kind of conversely to what we've kind of been talking about, he isn't really a fit for now, and he's like going to be a two-down player. He actually reminds me if I'm going to... I hate comps, and I've made two in two players. But again, seeing it maybe through a Chargers lens, he reminds me of like a tall Drew Tranquil, who is very much like a two-down linebacker. Drew Tranquil's probably a little bit better in coverage than, than Campbell is, because I'll come on to his, like, his negatives in a minute. But Drew Tranquil's like, drafting like the fourth round. So like you can get these guys like from anywhere, pretty much. So it doesn't really seem to me like it's a really value pick in that range. He's graded out as my fifth linebacker, mainly because, you know, like we said before, the class isn't fantastic. But it's the player that I don't mind. Like I said, I'm not kind of like trying to knock the guy. He's definitely got some drawbacks. His athleticism isn't great. But then again, he's like six foot five, two foot, like 250 almost. So he's not going to be like really high level in coverage or he's not going to turn a corner very well. But he can run north-south really well. And he can, when he comes on a blitz through the A-gap, my God, that QB gets rid of that football pretty quickly. Um, so he's definitely got some some good points. Like I say, he's got pretty good tackling explosiveness. Like I say, is is fine. He can have some versatility, as like a like a rusher, maybe like say through on blitzes and things like that through the a gaps. Um, and like I say, he he's got a, like a low ceiling. He's going to be a guy who you can rely on to make like a thousand tackles a season and just play two downs and play it to a pretty high level. But then he's going to be off the field on third down. So you're not really drafting him in the first round. But um, yeah, have you got any thoughts on Jack Campbell? Is he in your top five? He's in my top five. We'll All right, okay. A okay. bit late. All right, okay. Maybe we're coming at this from different angles, maybe then. We okay. are, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do, you, do, you want to, do you want to kind of save? Is it, is it going to be like, well, I'm, we've got this like completely flipped round. Are you going to save everything you want to say because he's like your number like two or one or something like that? He's my number two. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Okay. Do you want to talk about him now or do you want to move on to your four? And yeah, no. Later? I think you. Look, I think you covered him well. These are not like these are my top five. They're not the top. This is not the order they're getting drafted. That's for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is. I like these kind of. I mean, I'm old, so these old thunders <laughs> I love. And this is a problem I have with linebackers. Um, 
I do like people to just come and thump people. Um, sort of old school, I suppose. Uh, my notes were quite simple. I put easy to spot in the middle of the field due to size. Uh, nice quickness, reads plays well. Superb tackler. Technique was best in the guys I've watched. Uh, long strides, covers plenty of ground. Decent in coverage. Had two ints and three pass breakups in 2021. Looks the part. Now, the negative is that uh, I've put here, not sure he's a good enough athlete for the NFL to play all three downs, which is basically what you said. Mm. Um, so if he's not, then that's not really valuable. Like you said, that's early day three. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he tests better, you never know. That This is something that I was considering, that he probably won't test great, but he probably is going to look better on the field than he is in shorts and t-shirt, I think. Yeah. Because I think that's fair. Like, you're asking him to, like, he's six foot five, as we just said. Like, you're asking him to do things like the 40 and like a three cone. It's just not going to suit him. That's not, but that's also not how to play linebacker either. No, no. I, I don't, yeah, I think a straight line. I think you're right. I think he's, he's that's, that thought is probably a four seven, which mm. is acceptable. Yeah, not great, but it's acceptable. I think if, like, his top speed is pretty high. I think he can move. I just don't think he gets up to that speed very quickly, which is. Well, he's going to trip him up with the 40, isn't it? And things like that. Yeah, I mean, the free cone and the the, the shuttles will be bad because it's just a, it's a clunky man. He's not yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, but yeah. But I, I did like it. I really like the tape. It's just a nice, consistent player. Um, yeah. I think he's been like captain at Iowa for quite a bit as well, as you know, something like that. So you obviously get all that leadership kind of thing, you know, big 10 linebackers as well. It's kind of like getting a name brand almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, I like him. Uh, but probably if I had to put a round grade on him right now, that's probably a four. Okay, yeah, I think I have him a little bit higher. I think I've got like a mid-third on him, but you know, right. negligible difference at this time, I get time of year, I guess. Yeah. Can All right, mate, what's, what's your number four? Servosia Dennis. I don't know if have I murdered that. I don't know if I've murdered that. It's not, too, it's not not too far off, mate. Not too far off. Yeah, Servosia, I think it is, yeah. Right. We'll call him Dennis, bless him. Yeah, let's call him Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Den. Uh <laughs> he was fun. Mm. He was really fun. This is the total opposite of Jack Campbell. Um, because this is six foot two twenty-three, I've got him listed as. Um he's running around like his ears on fire. Um that's a positive and a negative, I guess. <laughs> um, Can't be, yeah. Yeah, I mean he never gives up disruptive um He's a very effective blitzer. Um, for some of that size, he's, he's pretty strong as well. So he's not uh, it's, it's not all speed for him. He's decent in coverage, knows where he should be. He's one of those players that just, when you're watching him, I kind of get excited because he's actively trying to make a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, Jack Campbells, who I rate higher <laughs> in this instance, uh, is Mr. Solid. He's not going to make so many plays. This is a playmaker. He's going to give up plays. That overexcitedness will lead to missed tackles. Um, I don't think he has the best eyes I've put down. Um, he just seems to pick a gap of flies at it. I could write that for most of these, if I'm going to be honest, but I think he gets it wrong more than he gets it right in that instance. Uh, but when he gets it right, it's fantastic. It's highlight plays when it's wrong. People just running straight past him. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the upside is because. I think he's someone that's just a great college football linebacker to watch. I don't know how athletic is he, how 
you know, how much have we got to teach him? Is it worth investing in a, a, a sort of a day two pick for that? I don't know, but um, I do like watching him play. That's that's why he's number four for me because he's, he's a really fun watch. Yeah, man, I, I completely agree. He's my number four as well. So we we kind of maybe do have the same five, but just in like a completely <laughs> different order. But um, no, I completely agree with like a lot of what you say. I think, like you say, he's flying around. He's got a background um, in basketball and lacrosse as well, which I feel like you can see in his movement skills. I feel like he makes like sharp cuts and um, like you say, he's he's got a lot of, <laughs> he's very active. He's very like, you know, just flying around everywhere. Like you say, hair on fire is a perfect way to describe it. Um, he's got the really skinny lower half, which probably contributes to him only being 230, which is pretty, pretty light. Although for these days, is it? I don't know. But um, I think he, he's, he possibly can maybe put some strength on because he probably gets like washed on the run plays a little bit and he's not going to hold yeah, up. He does great. look skinny, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's in more in the lower half. I think one thing I noticed yeah. that I've got here, yeah, like skinny lower half, especially in the calves. Like he doesn't look like he's got very much like kind of like stopping power when he's kind of like coming up against the a lineman that's like almost 100 pounds or more like more heavy than him and like I say he's going to be uh annihilated in the run game I think in the NFL when 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 teams start to run to his side and things like that so like you say I think there's some growth to be done there physically and, and visually um but yeah he's a fun player like you say I think he, he's going to have a big big uh season ahead of him because it's, it's actually a defense that I've watched quite a lot because I seem to always have like players for our draft guide that are at pit so it's, it's like I've been watching this defense for quite a long time. I've always liked it. I think it's like a good defense, and I feel like they produce quite a lot of good players. Mm. They don't produce maybe the most high end of NFL player recently, but they definitely produce like day two, day three guys. And I think he kind of fits into that mold a little bit. Um, he's got some DB experience from high school as well, so you can kind of see that in him, as you mentioned about his coverage and things like that. So. I feel like he's at one to watch and maybe um like I say if he can become a bit stronger over the next twelve months or so, he can uh he can go places. I think I think he's got a higher ceiling than like you say of, of some of these thumpers who can just do everything kind of solidly. Yeah, I don't I, yeah, I, I I do you're right, I do like the pit defence actually. They do churn out some some good players. I I was really high on Patrick Jones, was that two years ago? That was two years ago, yeah. I was really high on him as well. Yeah, that hasn't worked out, has it? No, he went in like the fifth round or something like that. I think I had like a second round grade and then it was one of I, my kind of big misses. Yeah. He was one of my big players that I really liked a couple of years ago. Yeah, no. Let's hope Dennis is better. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um I'll I'll kick off a read for my number three then, because obviously we have the same four. Um Henry Toa Toa, is that how you say his surname? We probably should learn these names, shouldn't we, before we come on? Um from Alabama, obviously the transfer from Tennessee. Um, one thing I noticed with with Henry and also with a lot of the linebackers is I look into like you know previous experience in high school and things like that. A lot of linebackers play running back as well, which mm-hmm. is a good thing because it gets them used to taking hits and being physical and things like that. But it also means they take a lot of hits as well. So I feel like there's some risk with that. So I think it's something to look out for. Um, as I said, played two years at Tennessee before the head coach left. I think it was Jeremy Pruitt, wasn't it? And then he came to Alabama. Saban has been raving about him over the past like few weeks and few months. So that's always a good thing. I think he kind of fits into that mold of what you've just been saying about Savosier Dennis, that he is more of an athlete than a linebacker and a football player at this moment in time. I feel like he's a great athlete. He moves really well. Um, but you kind of expect that because he's six foot two twenty-five again, so we're looking like a smaller guy, pretty similar kind of uh, dimensions to, to Dennis. I feel like he's willing in coverage, but I don't think he's got that polish yet. And I feel that's because 
he didn't have that DB experience in his past life like that Dennis did. But I think he's a much superior athlete. I think he's got a pretty good tackling radius and he's got pretty good tackling form and things like that. Maybe he's a bit high sometimes. But I think he's a good player. I think he's got a lot to give. I think he's got a lot of ceiling, which is shown because he's always been this kind of like high-end product. Um, I think he's a massive recruit for Tennessee and obviously now he's at a better school and he's got a place to show out. Obviously, he'll probably get you know, 14, 15 games this season and a lot of chances to, to show out. But um, yeah, have you got Henry in your top five or are we kind of moving on? Is this the one that you said that you didn't like? I'm wondering. This this is my overrated fella. Okay, um, cool. I'm not I'm not surprised. I can see it to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. I, do you think it's better than Christian Harris? No, I actually I actually actually thought that when I watched um, Henry last night. I was watching obviously the side by side, and I was like, mm. I really like Christian Harris last year, and I'm pretty much sort of edging towards watching him again now because I think he's better. I think Christian Harris is a better prospect, yeah. Mm. Um, even at this stage last year as well. Um, you know, going into the season I've, I've rated Harris Hyde and Toto. I I've put just the guy for me. Um isn't physically imposing. Like not a bad player. That's that's mm. clear. I don't think he's a bad player. Um he's probably for me grade is in sort of a third round. Uh, but I'm seeing first round stuff, and I don't. Yeah, I, think that's I, have, two, I have I have two overrated, um, so we'll get to the other one later. But yeah, for me, it just doesn't warrant the kind of hype we're seeing. Um, just a kind, of just a dude. And where did Harris go last year? Was it second round? or Was it third? Yeah, round? he was second, I think. Uh, so I think Toto is a third round for me, something like that. But people are talking; he could be the second one, the second linebacker off, and I'm not there. I'm not no, I'm, I'm I'm in agreement there. I'm in agreement. It was my third linebacker. I'm, I'm in agreement. I think there's a bit of a bit of a shelf now for me. Do you think it's a bit of helmet scouting because people are kind of yeah. looking at that badge and being like, "Yeah, he must be quite good." Then I do, I do, um, because he was such a high recruit. He went to Tennessee. Mm. I think he never. I mean, I think. Can't remember the Tennessee tape too well. We probably carried them a little bit. Um, so he goes and goes to Bama, and I think he's just yeah. I think there's better players all around him. But yeah, no, I can see that because, like I said, I was I was straight into watching Christian Harris because I, I did really like him last year. Um, so yeah, no, I think you know he's still quite young though. He's still only a junior, isn't Toto? So he does have time on his side to 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 make this you know more impressive tape and kind of hmm. turn our opinions, I guess. Yeah, no, there was time. I just think, I think, I think we can see what he is. Um, and yeah, he'd probably be a top hundred. So yeah, it's not like I say, it's not a bad play. I'm just <laughs> disagreeing with the the first round projections. Um, do you want my number three? Yeah, mate, go for it. Yeah. Well, I don't think you've got this one in your top five. This is the Sean Pace of Cincinnati. Oh, you said, didn't you? You said that um, I should get an eye on this guy and I did want to this evening before we recorded, but I didn't have time. So yeah, go take it away. I don't have this guy in my top five at all. Right. So the the, the first issue is that he's 6'2", 218. So he's, he's light. Okay, right. <laughs> Almost safety light. But when you watched, or when I watched Cincinnati, because I covered, um, oh, I've forgotten the bloody defensive tackle, Brooks, uh, last year. And Obviously, they had my J Sanders and the two corners. Obviously, uh-huh. yeah. Brilliant. I always felt the best player on the field, minor source, because I think he was elite, was Deshaun Pace. Now, this was only I think he was a redshirt freshman last year. Um, he's incredibly athletic, 
<clears throat> a long lean frame. So although he's six two two eighteen, he could be to me looks six four two twenty five. Do you know what I mean? He looks much taller with a bit more bulk. He isn't. Um, he doesn't lack any strength though. He's a very very physical take on. He's very. I mean, it's he plays the same role at Trenton. Uh, Simpson, yeah, uh, that the kind of same role that they play is um, that sort of outside linebacker hybrid safety kind big of big nickel kind of yeah, overhang defense, yeah. Sort of thing. They have to be out of tackle, he sticks his head into everything. I mean, he's <laughs> I mean, he's borderline nutter. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> we've, we've got a few, yeah, we've got a few reckless players here. He's another one, he's a chirpy sod as well. Um, Oh, my yeah, not on defense, to be fair. No, no, no. If you can back it up, it's fine. And he does back it up. There's always full speed. Um, I put it's no backing down. He really doesn't back down. Um, he just, like Dennis, is a playmaker trying to make plays every snap. And I love that. I do love that. Mm. Um, it's just incredibly fun to watch. Um, I think there's upside there because he's so young. If he can just beef up a little bit or. Go the other way, and and because I think he plays in reverse pretty good. So can you make him some kind of slot, um, mm. or yeah, so, or even a, a, a top end safety? I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of versatility to him. It's just Cincinnati, you know. Obviously, they it's won't be program now, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> they should be, should they? But. They've lost I mean, as I say it half joking, but they have produced, you know, they've got an elite coach now and they, mm. you know, they played with the big boys last year, didn't they? So there's no reason. They, they did. Unfortunately, that Alabama tape is the worst that I watched. Right. Okay. So when up against the best competition, he wasn't as good. Um, so that's a shame. But I'm going to back the, I can see a much higher ceiling than, than Dennis's ceiling. Um, I think he's a lot more, he's a much better athlete. And I think he understands his role really, really well. I don't know if that role is that important in the NFL. It's JOK kind of role. Sure. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, yeah. Is that, I mean, obviously, I think in hindsight, you take him in the first round now, but he didn't. He's fell. Um, and I think Pace is a similar kind of player to that. I really, really like him. Um, and yeah. He could easily have been two, to be honest with you. The more I look at Jack Campbell, I think, oh, mate, you're just a big thug. <laughs> I've heard these other guys now. <laughs> Converting you into the, the smaller, faster, modern linebacker. Do you, you say he was a redshirt freshman last year, so obviously went to RS sophomore this year? I think that's what it is, yeah. Okay. Do you think I he... can't keep with COVID years. They could be anything. Yeah, it's so complicated nowadays, isn't it? You have to do he's research a free, so He's a three-year player. Okay, so do we think he's coming out this year? If he has a year like last year, yeah, yeah, okay, I think okay. so. If Cincinnati fall away a little bit, perhaps not. Yeah, okay, it's interesting. One to watch. It sounds interesting. I'm definitely got eyes on him shortly after we uh, we kind of finish up here today. But um, yeah, no, I like like the sound of him, especially if you're comparing him to Dennis in the ways that we both agreed that we liked as well. Yeah, it's sort of the plus points of Dennis without the the misplays kind of thing. Awesome. No, I'll move on then. I'll move on into to my number two, isn't it? We've kind of got a bit of a janky order now, but um, I hope this guy is in your top five, mate. I really do. Um, it's Noah Soul from uh, from Oregon, obviously. 
um, brother of Panay. I was I was on my notes and so I've missed your reaction from that. So um, we'll see how we can. I, I do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, obviously younger brother of Panay, obviously highly, highly, highly recruited high school player, number number two linebacker, number one recruit in Oregon, number thirteen overall best player of the twenty twenty class, five star linebacker. Um, Oregon's fifth highest recruit part time as well. So um, you know you've got this kind of immense ceiling, an immense kind of like quality all the way through his high school career. Um, another one that played running back as well as linebacker, and he also played some QB as well. I was reading, um, led you know just kind of one of those players, right? Where you just get him in high school and they're just like good at everything. He's like by far the yeah, best yeah. player. You can just do everything. We'll just win. That's fine. Um, He's, uh, you just go. I'll oh, just do everything, mate. Yeah, just like. Um, they usually pop up every year, don't they? But the Derek Henry High School like running like stats, so he's got like five thousand touchdowns in a season or something like that, <laughs> averaging over a first down, wasn't it, or something like that? But anyway, um, yeah, he led Oregon as uh, freshman in tackles, um, which was only one of a couple of freshmen to do that that year, um, and which really leads me into his first point that he's, an, I think, he's an excellent tackler. But as someone who's a little bit taller, six foot three, two fifty. I do think he goes a little bit high again, pretty similar to what I was talking about with Totoa. Um, athlete, though, can change direction really well, for especially for a man of his size. Um, he's got good coverage skills. I don't think they're as polished as I'd like them to be, but I do think he's got the willingness and awareness of where to be and how to be there. And he'll get his hands up in the passing lane as well, which he does great at the line of scrimmage as well. You know, I've noticed in a couple of games that I watched that he got a few batted balls as well. I think he got one in particular that he nearly picked off against Ohio State in the very early game last year. I think it was, was it week one? I can't remember, week one or week two. He is great off the edge as well. If you are blitzing this guy or making him just kind of like be an edge rusher, if you're on like level and down, he can do it. He can really do it. And he's, he's like big enough to do it as well, but 250. He's always flying on, always physical, always jarring at people as well. It kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier on. Yeah, I really like him. And obviously, I've got a bit of a soft spot obviously for Pac-12 players, especially for Oregon players. So kind of gets a little bump up in my mind, probably automatically. I just want to see him kind of really dominate. I feel like I want to see him like iron out some of these bad points. I want to see him not like go over people in tackles. I want to see him kind of iron out a little bit. I want to see him really kind of like lead the Oregon defense because he's clearly the best player on it. And obviously, they've got Daniel Manning, the... Uh, Georgia DC from last year as their head coach now. So they're probably going to be a defense first football team, which is kind of weird for Pac 12 because it's not really how it's done out west. It's usually like spread it out and throw it all over the place. But I want to see him really dominate this year. And I feel like if he can do, I feel like he can really kind of push himself and cement himself in the first round. I've got a late first on him at the minute, which is pretty high for me, especially for someone who doesn't really like scouting linebackers and probably isn't the best guy either. Um, so maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I do really, really like him. So, yeah, no, I've, I've got a kind of rave reviews about him, really. I feel like he's got some technical issues to sort out, some coverage stuff that he can brush up on. But generally speaking, I think he's got all the talent in the world. Yep, he's my number one. Um, he was by far the best linebacker I watched. I don't think it was close. Mm. Um, I the notes are quite similar. I've got a big physical mic. With twitch and burst, good eyes, quick to read and react. Always around the football and try to make plays. Uh, and I referenced, I don't know if you watched the Fresno State game. No, I Right. I mean, obviously, you'd say not elite competition. Um, Oregon had trouble beating them. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember the game. Um, so he tracks the ball carrier out into the flat. And the, the guy's going down and he's still ripping at that ball all the way down. And it was he got it out. It's a fumble. Um 
that most people thought it wasn't. And when they showed a replay, yeah, he's still acting away at that thing, getting it out um, whilst the geezer's falling down. That's the kind of efforts you want. I've got decent in coverage, uh, drops into zones quickly, understands his role. He always wants stuff in front of him uh, because yeah. obviously he's a big lad. You don't want him turning, he's a bit clunky. Um, I've got room to grow and become a special player. The negative I have is erratic tackling. I'll say, I put here, we'll try and kill ball carriers on every play rather than wrecking guys up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I definitely see that. But that's the only negative I can find. Um, long speed, I mean, at 6'3", 250 or whatever he is, he's not going to run a 4-5, I don't think. But again, I think it's more than adequate, the speed. Mm. Um, he's just someone that, like you said, he started, for, he's been, as soon as he got there, he's been starting. That counts for stuff. Having yeah. the bloodlines will absolutely help. Um, I can't, I mean, I know you're, you're kind of Simpson at one, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. But it's fine. Uh, but I, I, I would take Saul every day. Um, one little side bit to this. I watched, like I said, I watched that Fresno State and I watched UCLA game. The Fresno State game is their first game of the season, so you expect some rust. But he, he wasn't the best Oregon linebacker in that day. That was Justin Flo. Mm, the other five star that they've got back there. And he only played that game because he got hurt. Yeah, he's um, been hurt his whole Oregon career pretty much. It's a really big shame. I, Yeah, from that one game, I hope he's clear this season because Same. both of them together, I think that's, that's Dangerous, terrifying. Dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having said that, they barely beat Fresno State, so he can't be that good. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely hope that Justin Flo is um, is back fit and healthy because he's super talented from what we've seen. Although that isn't an awful lot, like you say. About but, seventy steps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. I'm going to move on because um, I do have Trenton Simpson as my number one, which, like I say, which is kind of daunting <laughs> for me. We obviously just see this completely different yeah. because I don't know. I, I, I mean. I'm the I'm the wrong one because everyone else sees this differently. I, I I must I hate linebackers, mate. I hate them. Um, so that's yeah. But I did like um, Isaiah Simmons. I really liked him. Mm. So you'd think I would like Simpson, but this is this is the comparison. This is the comparison <laughs> that everyone's going to make. It's going to be because same school, same role. But I think it's like. It's the same player pretty much, and I I love to I say Simmons. I was actually advocating for the Chargers to draft him. Um, God, they didn't because it was the year that Justin Herbert was there. But, <laughs> so we'll we'll keep that one quiet. But yeah, obviously another like linebacker of immense pedigree, um, five star linebacker, number one recruit in North Carolina, number one outside linebacker, twenty sixth in the same class as, as uh, Noah Souls went twenty twenty. Um, you see this about his dad in, in the research. His dad is a an army ranger who did 17 overseas tours from 1994 to 2001 or 2012 or something like that. But yeah, he's like coming from like a military family and he's got all yeah. the kind of bloodlines and things like that, all this discipline. And um, there's a picture or video knocking around of him, like hugging his dad on the field and things like that. Um, obviously like immensely proud of him because obviously, you know, they love the military over there in, in the States and things like that. And I just think it's going to stand him in good stead. You know, because of obviously, like I said, the discipline, the work ethic, things like that. Now, on the football side of things, another one that played linebacker and running back, um, started eight games as a freshman, as I kind of just said about uh, Saul as well, that counts or something. On the field, though, like I say, I've got immense versatility, 
which I think in my scale counts for quite a lot because that's how the NFL is these days. I think he moves really well, glides around the field. I think he's got a hair trigger release. I think sometimes you feel like he's shot out of a cannon how quickly he comes, he comes down the field. I feel like he's comfortable in coverage, as we kind of said before. He's, you know, overhanging the slot and he's also playing deep sometimes as well. So I think he can do that. And I feel like he can get better at that and he can become this queen on the chessboard, as I said earlier. Um, aggressive and physical at all times, almost too too much sometimes, though, as you've kind of mentioned. Um, a good a good tackle, a good stopping power, but I feel like that will improve. I kind of finished off my, my notes by saying a creative DC is kind of like wet dream because they're going to know how to use him and want to use him in all the ways possible. So I don't feel like we see him that differently. I feel like we're just valuing it differently. I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, probably. I said that that Boston College. Was I need to watch hard. this game. I do need to watch this game because I haven't seen this game at all. But then the South Carolina tape is immense. Yeah, and that's why because I was going to have him. I was happy to have him as my overrated. And to be honest, I could have put Toto as as five. You know, well, actually, no, I've right. got a couple of underrated up there. But you know, that's. I think I'm going to be wrong with him. I, I do. Um, <laughs> It's just I've watched. I've got images of Boston College Titans just moving him out of the way with ease. And they've got I remember, big money back. I remember you, you and I were on a, a pod. It would have been the Edge, which obviously we're going to do next time when we get together. And you were talking about Drake Jackson, weren't we? And you were talking about uh, yeah. the uh, Washington State game, wasn't it, with Drake Jackson against Abraham Lucas and Abe Lucas, yeah. And how much he was kind of wiped out of that game. Yeah, I think probably I just when I see something negative. I'm a very negative person. Very negative. <laughs> so, once I see something negative, that is it. I'm like, he's trash. Five <laughs> star, my ass. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think I don't know. I think we're valuing. I think we're seeing the same things. I don't think you're seeing it wrong per se. I think the value in which I put in things is maybe different to what you put in yours, and that's maybe why we've got Jack Campbell at two and five, and we've got Trent Simpson at one and five. I'm regretting Jack Campbell at two. I want to officially change it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm moving Deshaun Payton, Dennis up. Okay. Live, live uh, ranking change on the pod. Yeah, so you... There's no rules, mate. No, there is no rules. There is no rules. It's summer. It's August 4th as we're recording. Who really is going to nail too much you know, to this in terms of you know, how seriously we're taking it? But we'll see. You mentioned a couple of overrated guys now a couple of times. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so that was one. The only other one I've got is Owen Papo. Okay, the Auburn guy. Think, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a five star, which I think is still getting him mentioned in top 100s and that. Um, I, I, I don't think it's his fault. I think he's been injured a lot. Yeah. Um, injury issues. Again, I just, there's someone there that moves around quickly, but doesn't really, I mean, he seems weak to me. And I'm guessing that's just the injury problems. But there's no, I don't think that's a top 100 player. Any, you know, no way. Mm. I'm not even sure it's possible. Uh, he, yeah. He's definitely someone, like you say, who's talked about a lot. So I guess he kind of falls into the category of that since he's talked about more and neither of us got him in his top five. So yeah, I could go along with that, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's... that's yeah. For, for, yeah, for, for me, I've got an overrated. I haven't got an underrated because I think it like kind of says something about the class that I feel like I'm looking at the people that I've graded and think, yeah, this is probably fine. I don't know if I would say I've overrated anyone or there's anyone. Uh, sorry, underrated. I wouldn't say there's anyone who's kind of screaming at me thinking, I wish, really wish I'd watched him because he would have been, you know, 
troubled in my top five, do you know what I mean? But my overrated guy is Bumper Pool from Arkansas. Um, I feel like he's another... It's a great father. name. It's a great name. But I feel like that's part of the problem. I feel like... I do feel yeah. like that's part of the problem. I feel like he's got this notoriety from having this, like, kooky name. And don't get me wrong, he's not a bad player. But he's also not a great player either. He's, like... Talked about way too much, as you say. Maybe it comes from the name. Maybe it comes from Arkansas kind of being like pretty decent nowadays as well and having pretty decent seasons and putting some talent in the NFL. I just see a guy, like a bit like what you say, saying about a couple of like, people as well. It's just like, yeah, tackle machine, makes tons of tackles. That's it, though. Ain't doing too much else. So, yeah, I just feel like the, like the hype that he's getting and like how much he's talked about, I feel like it's uh, could be scaled back a little bit. He's, he's fine. He'll be a day three linebacker and I'll... Sure, he'll be a good special team player, and you know, Jersey sales will be great, I'm sure. But you know, <laughs> I haven't seen too much else. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't rate him. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just fine. another brother. Fine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he is. he's just fine. Right, we said we'd speed through the linebackers, and we, and we didn't really, did we? So let's let's maybe step on it a little bit for these safeties then. Yeah, I've got two. I've got two uh, underrated. Oh, sorry, mate. You, yeah, you carry on. You carry on. I'll, I'll do this really quick. Um, Stefan Stefan Thompson, Syracuse. Okay. Um, I think he's only a redshirt sophomore, so he probably won't come out. But um, I've just put he's one of the best seeing hit linebackers I saw. Um, he's not a ferocious tackler, but technique is excellent enough to get past. Effective blitzer. Not scared to send him off the edge. Had seven sacks last year. Coverage is a big weakness right now. Looks lost at times, but he's still incredibly young. So uh, that Syracuse They've team, got some players, right, this year? Yeah, they're kind of... Almost worth watching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I quite liked, uh, I think you mentioned him on your cornerback pod, Garrett Williams. Yes, we did. I, I really like Garrett Williams. I think he's a, a under-the-radar guy. It was Kieran, so I won't take too much credit. Oh, was yeah, it? we did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew one of you, Ed, yeah. So, yeah. Garrett Williams. Um, the other one, I can't pronounce his name, is the Washington linebacker, Eddie. Oh, Eddie Fan, yeah. Ola, Ola Fischeo, Ola. something like that. But, that do perfect. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so it's just the injuries for him. Yeah, he's barely played, but he looks he looks really really good on the tape I've seen. It's just he's older now, he's injury prone, and was he a great athlete to start with? Not sure, but as an actual college football linebacker, really liked him. It's, it's like a Dennis. He's really fun to watch. Just. Yeah, his availability is limited. Yeah, I, that's the that's the reason why I don't really have him. I don't have him graded because I've watched him, but there's not enough out there and injuries. And I guess it's just me kind of playing into the thing that we've just talked about about five stars. He's only a two star. Uh, so he's from Alaska, right? I think. Yeah, he is. He's from Alaska, and then he moved to yeah. Las Vegas, and he played for Bishop Gorham in Las Vegas. So he's got he's a good high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he's completely overlooked and that's why he just got this two-star rating. But big season, big season for him. He could definitely vault up the, the rankings, I think, for a lot of people moving, moving so, through the season. So he went fishing with Eskimos to strip us down. As, what's it? That's incredible. It's, what a yeah. lifestyle change. <laughs> it definitely is, yeah. Um, right, should we move into these, into these safeties, mate? And let's fly, fly through these yes. a little bit quicker than we did. Yeah, um, sorry. No, no. Yeah, it's good content. It's good, good chatting, isn't it? So it's, it could be if too long, but people won't listen to us. Um, <laughs> number number five for me into the, into the safety ranks is, is a guy that I, I believe, if I remember correctly from last year, that you liked quite a lot. However, ah, yeah. he isn't playing very much at yeah. the moment. It's Tyke Smith 
who's from Georgia. He I think played one game last year, didn't have to transfer him from West Virginia. So this is based off his West Virginia tape still that I feel like I quite like last year and I feel like I like it now. It's whether he can kind of revisit those heights, isn't it? And whether he can come back from this ACL injury. He flies around, he's more of a nickel guy rather than a, a true kind of deep safety, but he's got some violence about him. Maybe he needs to tone down that aggressiveness after he's got this ACL injury because it's almost like a bit reckless and his urgency to come downhill is almost like he, he can't wait to just like destroy someone. Um, he's pretty small, 5'10", 198, um, which I think gives him this slippery nature when he is coming past people. And if he's on a blitz and things like that, I feel like he can use his size to that advantage. He's not really someone who's going backwards very much. So he's got good special teams value, great stopping power. Short area quickness is pretty good for my money. And um, yeah, he's more sort of downhill kind of coverage guy, nickel guy. Uh, sorry, downhill guy, nickel guy going backwards, but maybe not too much because it's more that short area quickness rather than long speed going backwards. Um, do you still have him in top five? Are you still rating this guy or am I being a bit silly? I don't only because of the ACL. Um, mm. It's such a shame because, yeah, last summer I'd, I had him behind Hamilton only. Um, oh, I didn't remember you being that high on him. That's interesting. Yeah, no, he was my safety too. And yeah, he played, I think it was seven snaps in the end. And yeah, blew out. Busted himself up. Yeah, such a shame. I, you know, until I see him back on the field, I can't really. It's funny because I watched a bit of him today. Um, and again, it was a 2020 tape against Kansas State, I think. And he is, he's so fun. Um, he does, he sort of dominates that, the flats and the, and the, the shallow uh, patterns from the receiver. He's so good at that uh, and incredibly, ridiculously aggressive yeah. as a detriment. Um, so, yeah, shame. It's a shame. Uh, my number five is Jalen Catalon of Arkansas. Um, I would have him higher, I think. Good, because I do. <laughs> okay, good. I'm trying to get your reaction. <laughs> uh, shit, shit, does he know? Fuck yeah, he hasn't got it. No, uh, I would have him, I'd have him higher, but he, he suffered a shoulder injury and he's hurt his shoulder because he's another lunatic. Yeah. And he will smash everything. And I love these safeties. <laughs> I, could, I could tell you, I won't do it here because we'll be here forever, but... Um, there's a safety that I've liked in the past, and he, this Catalan and someone else later on is exactly that type of player, where they will smash everything in front of them, but still have an ability to cover. They're not a liability. Yeah, coverage. they can still they can still make plays. Um, I've put on radar since dynamic twenty season where he looked like a future first rounder, a ferocious hitter, has made many spectacular hits over the two seasons. Decent in coverage too. Great picks, a six against Matt Corral. Uh, showing anticipation of Brown Ball. Five inches in just one and a half season shows he has a nose for the ball. Looks like a very good athlete and should test really well. I really, really like him. It's just that injury. Is he susceptible to this? Because, like I said, if he's thrown himself around in such a reckless way, shoulders are one of the things you're going to hurt the most. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of important for a safety who likes to <laughs> likes to hit. He he also tore an ACL in his senior year of high school as well, so he does have a bit of an injury history that's racking up now, especially after a couple of season enders. 
Um, but no, I think you've I think you've covered it a lot. He's my number four, by the way. So just kind of segue okay. straight into into that. Like you say, I think yeah, flies around. I think he does all this stuff, but he does have coverage skills. Like you say, that pick six I mentioned that in, in mind, and um, Arkansas play a lot of three safeties as well. And he's often left to be the deepest man as well, so yeah. they obviously trust him. And I think his range is pretty decent. Like you say, I think he can use that athleticism moving in all directions. He's not just a north south player, as we've kind of mentioned with a couple of our guys, especially in the linebackers. Um, but yeah, no, mate, I think you've covered it pretty nicely. I think he's got some previous special teams experience as well, which will help him in the league as well. Um, I think I've got a, a late second on him at the minute, which I think is pretty fair. Because um, like I say, I think he could play some nice special teams with there, be the third safety for a team, which is all the rage again. So yeah, could be a valuable, valuable player, I think, in the, in the future. Yeah, if that injury uh, isn't a problem... He's a top fifty, isn't he? I think. Yeah. For, I think he will be for me because I just I do I like that kind of player. Definitely, no, hundred percent. And he's got multi-sport background as well: baseball, basketball in high school, four-star safety. So he's, he's got all the pedigree and multi-sport background that we like to see as well. Mm. Yeah, cool. All right, my number four is Jamie Robinson for the state. So. I had some nice notes on him already, so I was always fairly high on him. Um, and I had a quick peek at some all twenty-two against Miami. So this is when uh, Van Dyke is now in full swing. Uh-huh. Um, he has an interception in that game. That is just unreal. Um, it's it's what you want from a centre fielder. Uh, it's the receiver in front of him anticipates, breaks on the ball, and they both arrive at the same time. It's just his strength to rip that away. Um, I love that. He's a South Carolina transfer, so he spent two years in the SEC, and the tape, well, my grades from that are really good as well. But he was mainly as a slot guy there. Okay. Now, by the time by the time they play Miami, I think he started, I think it's the first three or four games uh, he was in that slot role for uh, for the Seminoles. Then they moved him basically to a free safety or single high with Akeem Dent, who's also a decent safety. Um, yeah. They moved, him, they moved him to the centre of the field. Another one that just recklessly flies up to, to make plays uh, <laughs> in that game. I do like those. I think, actually, I think this whole class is pretty much like that, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's unfair, to be honest. But he's a proper playmaker. So in three years, he has six ints and four false fumbles. This is someone always around the ball. I love these kind of players. He's not the biggest. He's 5'11", 197. But that's not tiny. It's got, it's, there's a role for that. Um, might not be the greatest athlete, um, which may knock him down a bit. But just a playmaker. And I, like, I do like those kind of guys. And at Florida State defence this year, I know they lost um, Jermaine Johnson. If they can replace the edges, I think the linebackers are decent. I do like a couple of the big, uh, big thumpers uh, at defensive tackle, and the secondary is decent. Uh, yeah, there's enough to like about um, FSG this mm. You just broke up then, mate. Just repeat what you just said oh. last minute. Um, well, last couple of seconds, that. not last minute. Sorry, that's going back too far. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. It's saying like um, the the Florida State defense is going to be decent this year. I think there's enough to watch there okay. for sure. And, uh, and he's yeah, I think he's the headliner for me. I not I've not got eyes specifically on him. Um, my 
underrated guy is actually Akeem Dent. So I can see where you're coming from. Um, he actually graded out as number six. Yeah, number six for me, just behind Tyke Smith. So if you're considering that Tyke Smith hasn't played for a year, maybe you could say that he's five if I'm not, you know, for maybe taking away a bit from the injury. Yeah, like I say, I'd agree. They're both pretty decent. I think that they both stand out as, as good players on a, on a okay team, improving team, being kind maybe. I don't know. But yeah, no one to watch uh, for both of them, I think, uh, for both back there for, for Florida State. Um, do you feel now, from number three upwards, that we're getting into the pretty decent players? Or is it not yet? I, my top two are clear. Right. Uh, but I've got a story about number three in a minute. Okay. So these next three, for me, are very close in grading. So the first one, for me, number three, is Jordan Battle from Alabama. Um. Again, I'm going to kind of talk about background quite a little bit because I think he's got an interesting one. And we talked about Bishop Gorman being a, a high school powerhouse. He went to St. Thomas Aquinas, Fort Lauderdale. There's about every single NFL player from Florida basically comes through there. He's a four-star. Uh, I think he's just moved, moved in all directions again. I think that, that movement skill is really, really nice. Um, diagnoses the play really quickly. I think you know that kind of almost comes with territory being an Alabama def- defender, but I feel like he he's one of them that will definitely know kind of what everyone else is doing, not just his role and those immediately around him. Um, I think he's a versatile safety. He can cover deep, he can cover the slot, he can come downhill and run field as well. Obviously, he's come from like elite programs, both in high school and in uh, in college as well. So I feel like his transition to the NFL should be pretty smooth, and I feel like it comes across quite a lot. Um, he has a problem with tackling high. I think he got a couple of face mask and horse collar tackles in the games that I watched. Um, so he needs to sort that out a little bit, maybe kind of sort out his tackling form a little bit, but I think he's a good tackler, don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think his range is particularly elite. I think it's good, but I don't think it's elite. So I think like a cover two scheme or as a nickel defender in the NFL or as a box safety um, would be the best role for him. I don't think his long speed is fantastic, but I think he's good enough and he can carry with some ball carriers downfield. Good discipline, forces an edge, sets an edge really nicely. So we're potentially looking for someone who's maybe a little bit better in the box in the NFL than he is in coverage. Um, needs to get a little bit stronger as well, I think a little bit. But he he was my overrated player last year. <laughs> so I've watched him again this year, and I actually quite like him now. So I feel like he's making progress, which... For me, the arrow's pointing upwards, so I feel like that's, that's got to be a good thing. And he's now moving into his senior season with probably the best program in the country. So the arrow's only pointing up, so I kind of like him. And he could end up higher than three for me in February. We'll see. Do you have him in your top five at all? I don't. Um, Interesting. But I do like him. Okay. Um, I, I do like this safety group. Um, for me, he's. The classic jack of all trades, probably master of none. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think you go have those guys on your team. I still that's a valuable pick. It's probably a top hundred player for me. Um, I just yeah, I just like the upside of these other guys more. I think I know what battle is. Um, I just I'll take a chance on these other ones first. But um, absolutely nothing wrong with him. Yeah, interestingly, uh, Alabama have about a thousand safeties. Um, I think he graded the worst for me out of all of them. Oh, really? But none okay. of them are on the list. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I might as well. I might as well dive in at this point and actually say mm. that um, the bloke plays next to me, number two, Demarco Helms. I think his name is. I think he's mm. my he's my underrated guy. 
I really, really liked him. So watching, obviously, a couple of guys that we spoke about on this episode, we talked about, obviously, Battle Now, we talked about Toa Toa. He was he was standing out a lot. I need to I need to have a look at him properly because I don't think he's getting a lot of buzz. But I feel like when I do watch him, he'll be kind of well rated by myself. Yeah, I never I never studied him hard enough, but I know, like you said, from watching Battle and a couple of other guys, Helms did stand out. Um, hmm. I, I think he's still fairly young, so he might be eligible. Um, but yeah, no, he's yeah he's a very good very good young safety. Yeah, they yeah. have some good ones. Definitely, like you say, they've got a million good defenders, really, haven't they? I would include Brian Branch and Malachi Moore in these, but I haven't put them here. I don't know if they're going to be corners, probably. Um, they're basically the same player, um, almost physically and in their style. Yeah. They're very, very closely ranked for me, both Branch slightly higher, but um, they're all good technical players. They're not... Um, they're not of the calibre the Minka Fitzpatrick's we've had in the past. Sure. Uh, but they're good and they will be NFL players, yeah. All of them, but they're not yeah, I haven't put anyone on the list though. Because I smell from Bama. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are we up to? We're up to your number three now, are we? No, oh. I think it's my number three. I think this probably be higher for you. This guy was number one until I started watching. <laughs> I, I didn't need to do two more games, but I did, and I shouldn't have done. <laughs> Uh, it's Antonio Johnson of Texas A&M. So going into the process, I was absolutely convinced he was my number one guy. I had no problem with it. And then I stupidly put on Mississippi State and LSU. Yeah, I watched the LSU game. I didn't watch the Mississippi State game. So I'm interested to see what you say about this. Okay, so the Mississippi State is the the worst guy. Right, okay. Um, I I think it's probably just because it's the, the run and shoot. There was a lot of... There was a lot of action going on in front of him because uh, they've got five wide outs times and all kinds of things happening. Yeah. And he's getting picked and rubbed at the, and he can't recover and it looked it looked bad. And I thought, oh, no. But I thought I can put that aside because that's just a freak offense. You don't come across that very often. Sure. Let me watch this tape against the shit LSU team. Right, <laughs> and... <Aaron. laughs> And it was uh, it wasn't much. It was slightly better, but it wasn't much better. Mm. I'm starting to think. Well, what you know? Am I getting Trent and Simpson problems again? I don't know because in a way, I think they're quite similar players. Um, yeah, these are these are these ones that we talked about earlier, aren't they? It's almost that mm. can kind of cross the lines of these two lists. Almost you could almost put. 10 15 pounds on him and call him a linebacker. You could take 10 pounds off of Simpson and call him a safety. Yeah. Um, with Johnson, I mean, the good plays are excellent, aren't they? I mean, that's what in high rank on my, on my just studies. Um, it makes plays, but what I see now is everything has to be in front of him. He's not one, he's, he's not going to turn and run with too many. Uh, so is that the long speed problem? I mean, he's a big lad. So, you know, I'd rather see him in a traditional safety role. I don't think Texas A&M are going to do that. I hope no. they do. They're just Because why not? I mean, he plays really well with that role that they've got for him and they're a very good team. So why change it? But I'd love to see him line up as a, a traditional sort of box safety. Because he's someone else that is fearless, will hit everyone. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, and it can rush the pass as well, which is, you know. Yeah, I like I just wish he's, I hadn't seen that games, mate. <laughs> he is this. Uh, he is this jack of all trades. Just as kind of a, maybe a bit of a sound out. 
the two other games that I watched, apart from the LSU game, there were the Colorado game and the Alabama game. So maybe check out those and you might have a bit of a better opinion of him because I've got him at number two. Well, it's funny because the Alabama game, I haven't scored very high. And oh, really? Yeah. No, the... <laughs> I said I really liked him coming into. I just wish I hadn't watched the Mississippi State tape and the Belichu one because um, <laughs> the Alabama tape is great. Um, there's far too much there to like. He's, he's a, I think he's going to be an insane athlete as well. Uh, I, I, yeah, I want to see him play more traditional though. I just don't think they will. He's not going to do that, is he? Because I mean, to be fair, is, is there any value in him doing that? Because I mean, one of my notes. I'm just going to move on to him because I've got it as my number two. So I kind of segue off you. A little bit. I mean, I see him in a lot of the same ways, to be honest. But one of my, well, my end note, my kind of sum up is potential to be a Derwin James type body with similar versatility. You know, because he's six foot three, two hundred. He's a little bit taller than Derwin, a bit lighter. You know, and he, he does move around, like you say, overhand nickel deep, uh, rushes from from the edge a little bit as well. Like you say, I think he's summing up really well. Um, it's just kind of like you say, putting it together again, isn't it, for another good season and. And just solidifying for me because I've got the touch height. I think it's just more like solidifying this position of of his um, in this group. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I do strongly like him. Um, like I say he's just been bumped down by those two watches. Everything else I'd seen previous, which was uh, six graded games, uh-huh. were obviously very, very good because he was carrying a nice high score. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still all in on him. Uh, I just yeah, it just showed up a few deficiencies. And like I said that Mississippi State offense is so. Not real. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. Not surprised the geezer was confused. I would be an all. <laughs> Go on then, mate. What was your number two then? Moving on, we've kind of wrapped it through these. Number two. I don't think you're going to have this fella. Uh, I can't go try and pronounce his name. Aishim Young. Okay, no, I've not. I don't think I've seen this guy. So yeah, you're going to have to ride solo off this one. Right. Okay. Um, so I've put here this. This is Jalen Catalon without the injury. Okay, that's that's promising start. Um, so he's all the tape we've got is at uh, uh, Iowa State, Iowa State, uh, where obviously you know Big Twelve defense is sort of an option. You don't have to do that, um, but he's transferred into Ole Miss, and I think that is a massive, massive move for him because SEC football now. If he can do what, because he was lighting everything up. I've got a tone setter, hard hitting lead, he'll fly around the field almost recklessly. That's all the theme for most of these guys. Popping five that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five career false fumbles. Uh put reminds me of Anton Winfield Jr. Size and skill wise. And I think the same for Catalan as well. I think that's not a bad comp. Um he's better in coverage than I think people give him credit for. Uh yeah, I've just got his a healthy version of Catalan. And taking the step up to the uh, SEC can only improve draft stock. They play with three safeties, Mississippi, a lot like um, Arkansas do. So mm. I'm really, really high on him. Um, yeah, not on many lists I've seen, uh, but I would certainly try and check him out. I think the only all 22 that's out there is Northern Iowa, which you could argue isn't a great tape. Again, they struggled with Northern Iowa. Um, they didn't have their own way with them. Uh, yeah. and he, he made big plays in that game. Okay. I'll tell you what, uh, no, that, in that particular game, guess who got lots and lots of penalties for being a complete cock? <laughs> yeah, the the the, uh, the man of the moment, right? Trevor Pennion, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Even in even in that game, you just have what? Oh, just yeah. to Wally in it, to say to say the least. 
<laughs> that's one. Yeah, it's one for my list for sure, mate. Because he's not he's not someone who's been on my radar, so I'll definitely add him to my list and have a little look at him. But yeah, it sounds sounds promising, especially if you've got him so high and like you say, you're comparing him to a player that we both like a lot as well. So yeah, no fun to watch. I'm going to guess that number one for you is Brandon Joseph then. It's not. Okay, we're definitely seeing things a little bit differently. <laughs> okay, let me let me speed through Joseph then. Obviously, going um, over to Notre Dame this year, um, had an unbelievable start to his college career at Northwestern. He led the college football ranks with, I think it was seven interceptions, although he did dip a little bit last year. Um, it wasn't his best year. I think he carried an injury as well. Um, he's got couple of interceptions last year as well so he's got nine career total interceptions so coverage skills on the back end he's a centre fielder you know knows for football playmaking ability as much as you know you don't have a perfect player here by any means considering he's my number one safety I only have a second round grade on him so it says a little bit about the season of this safety pass in my eyes so far Um, it's all about turnovers in the NFL nowadays isn't it so you can kind of accept that he's not maybe not the greatest in other areas but if he's turning the ball over for you five six times a season and he'll be drafted high because that's all that's all it's really about these days on defense. Um, with that, because he's got this playmaking ability, I feel like he's ceiling and his athleticism as well is just really, really high. He could get bigger. He's only six foot one, one ninety-two, so he needs to get a bit bigger. That's quite skinny for a safety. Um, but you know, he kind of has that speed, so you kind of don't want to bulk him up too much. And he also, as much as if you're gonna draft him in the first round, he's probably not gonna do this, but he's got some returner experience as well. So it kind of shows that he's he's got that playmaking ability and that extra um, sort of value that you can add to your team. So he's not a perfect prospect considering he's number one. I don't love it. I don't love it as much as Trenton Simpson or Noah Soul, which is funny considering that we're saying how much the safety class is better than linebackers. But I did say tonight that the, the safety class for me is quite grouped up. It's quite bunched up, whereas it's more of a, a wider spectrum, I'd say, for the linebackers. But... I'm interested to hear you've got the number number one, considering I've not got him on my list at all. <laughs> I think you watched him because I think you, yeah, I think you mentioned. Oh, I put him um, in. Gone. But no, just on Brandon Jones, I don't dislike him. I think um, it was an incredible freshman season, which probably got overstated. Then what looks like on paper a disastrous second year, sophomore year, yeah, which I think got overblown as well I think yeah. the truth is in the middle um, I watched him this morning against Wisconsin on the all 22 and he got trucked a couple of times by that massive running back they have but he was still willing to have a crack do you know what I mean yeah. and he makes an interception in the end zone over the ten of his Jake Ferguson really good play there's plenty plenty to like about him and he would be yeah be on those on the next ones for me one of the next the group kind of note date now is replacing Cole Hamilton. Yeah, that's yeah. it, isn't it? Just prove your worth. And yeah, if you get another few, nine interceptions over two seasons, like you said, that's valued very highly. I just... Very healthy, isn't it? On my, on my scale thing, I have others ahead of him, but I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, yeah. Right, so my, my number one guy then is J.L. Skinner. Of All right. State. And you, do you know what? When you said it was one of the ones that I've mentioned... I did think that was, this guy was going to be the guy because he's talked about a fair bit, isn't he? And but do you know what? You're going to have to sell this one to me because I'm not a big fan. Oh, excellent! This is this is my Trenton Simpson. It is. It is revenge tour. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> so I had only seen two games. Um, yeah, it's not a lot out there, is there? No, there's three cups where we get our sources from. Mm. Uh, uh, but I had two previous watches 
uh, to that and I, I had him a nice high grade. So he wasn't one I'd originally considered because I hadn't seen a lot of him, but with this three cups out there, you've got to go and dive in. So first of all, the size, right? Six four two ten. It's it's basically a Carl Hamilton clone, but in my opinion, the skill set's reversed, right? So this is a run defender first, um, and the coverage skills probably a little bit lacking, but I'm banking on six four two ten to overcome that uh, because he's got plenty of length and he will contest many many catches. He's, he's aggressive at the catch point, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, they, to be fair, most of them were caught, but he was there. He was in a position. So I yeah. think it might just be better coaching. Um, so the Oklahoma State game is a really interesting one because if you watch the first couple of minutes of that, you probably turn it off in disgust because he gets um, <laughs> he gets walled off on a, a an eighty yard touchdown run. I think it's a wide receiver just walls him off. Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing, but after that he starts making plays and he, he really really stood out in that game. Um, I don't have any name, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, post that being blocked off far too easily, and that's the downside for him. He's all or nothing. Uh, there'll be some bad angles at times. Uh, Colorado State game, he was up against Trey McBride a fair bit, and they had yeah. a good battle. Mm. McBride won quite a few. Again, he was always there competing for the ball. Um, I'm backing the size, I think he's really fast. I think he's, I think there might be a 4 4 in him. Yeah, I've got that. So, like I said, Carl Hamilton reverse for me. The size, <laughs> the run defender in, not quite the coverage ability that Carl Hamilton had. Um, Hamilton, in hindsight, I'm not sure was a, the greatest run defender. Um, he was just aggressive, wasn't he? He was just, he was just willing yeah. and he was able to put his head in the well, not head there. Not what he's supposed to do, but willing to put his <laughs> head where it hurts is what I was trying to say, not his head in the tackle. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, very willing. Just, uh, I think, uh, I, I really like Skinner. Um, I think there's a lot of upside because he's still fairly fresh as well. And he's playing at Boise, um, which, you know, isn't a great program, but it's, it's still, they've churned out a few players over the years. I think, yeah, I'm upside in this one. Maybe, maybe it was the blue turf that put me off because. I don't think we seem too differently again. I don't feel like we've, we've got completely opposite notes. I feel like he's a three-star athlete. He played wide receiver in high school. So you can see why he attacks the football in the way that he does. But I just think there's just not a lot of polish there. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like he... Because he plays deep quite a lot from what I saw. I don't feel like he... I don't feel like he's he's got that skill set to do it yet. Like you say, he's kind of the other way around. And yeah. like you say, he's got, the, he's got the athleticism. He's got the size. He could be polished up. Whether it's going to come at Boise State in the Mountain West, I don't know. And maybe it'll come later in the NFL. He's a player that I had, I think, seventh on my list after Akeem Dennett. Yeah. So right. not not a million miles away, but not not right there for me. The definite number one territory anyway. So a little bit of a, right, little bit of a different list tonight, mate. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked. <laughs> No, but skin a flag. That's what I'm doing. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. In in March, not in March, in August. Sorry, there's definitely something wrong in March. You've just gone, to you, <laughs> or you've gone too early. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that in 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 uh, August, mate. But uh, yeah, obviously, I've mentioned my um, over and underrated. I've already mentioned Akeem Dent and Demarco Helen. So 
yeah, take it away with your under and over, and then we'll we'll get out of it. Uh, overrated. I've got Trey Dean, Florida. Yeah, I can see this. Um, I've just put shit. Um, <laughs> there was a little bit more, but I think that was pretty much sums up. Has been tried at safety in corner and flunked both. Will make one or two plays a season to create hype. Just consistently bad. I don't see any plus side to trading whatsoever. I feel like Florida players are overhyped a lot. Yep. CJ Henderson from the other year, I think was my biggest yeah. one. I have no idea how he's went ninth overall. And it kind of showed, didn't it? Because he's now not on yep. his team that he got drafted by. So yeah, no, I feel like it's maybe it comes with the territory a little bit. Sorry, Florida fans. You've got a good coach for this season. Maybe you'll be a bit better. <laughs> Yes, there's, there's probably, yeah, there's some hope there, but not for him. <laughs> uh, and very, very quickly, I've got three underrated because I watched a lot of safeties in the end. Um, I really like Ken Derrick. I think it's Ken Derrick Duncan of Louisville. This is another big, um, aggressive, probably not a good enough athlete to go day two. So probably a day three player. Um, but he transferred in from Georgia Southern where they had a couple of notes from a couple of games. Is at Louisville now, and I was really, really impressed because this is a guy that covers quite a bit of ground and makes plays on the ball. Yes, they have to be in front of him because I don't think he's got the hips to turn and, and run with anyone, but um, I think there's a role for players like that still in the NFL. Uh, mm. I really like, I think he could easily have made the list, um, possibly. Jair, I think Jair Brown of Penn State. So when I was doing Brisker last year, and I like Briscoe a lot. I might have even given him a first round grade. I can't remember. But it, was, it was, yeah, if it mm. wasn't, it was an early. He's a good player. Yeah, I really liked him. But Brown was making the bigger plays. Now, when you go back and watch some of the tape, he also is whiffing on tackles. Uh, I mean, he's very much a back end player making those splash plays. Um, he gets a chance now without Briscoe there to perhaps take that role and become a bit more yeah, of a sure. in the I think he's one worth the nine out. And the last one is another Mountain West because God bless the Mountain West. <laughs> Evan Williams of Fresno State. Um, I'd watched a couple of games, um, must have been in 2020, the shortened season. Yeah, yeah. And he just stood out. And then I thought, I'll have him, I'll have another couple of because on the Cups, we had Oregon and UCLA tape. So that's obviously the best uh, for Fresno State. He was really impressive. Um, not physically impressive, though, and this is the downside. I don't think he's a great athlete. He's not the biggest, but he just makes play. So is he just a really fun college player um, with limited upside? Probably, but he's, I just love those kind of players that give everything. He's a great stop he makes. I think it's against UCLA on a fourth down. It's a one-on-one tackle. He's only got to get a yard to running back, and he wraps him up, bumps him back, and... Uh, that's giving up probably twenty pounds to the player as well. So, yeah. like him, yeah, probably not a yeah. Day it's three, a play. Day it's the sort of play that makes you sit up and take notice and and watch a few more plays of a player, isn't it? And like you say, you kind of think, well, yeah, he's a pretty fun player, so I'm going to stick around and give him half a chance to be noticed. Almost, almost certainly a special teams captain type. Okay, you need them. You know, everyone you needs need. them. You know. Um, but no, plenty of plenty of players to ponder over the next few months. But um, yeah, mate, we'll wrap it up there. Obviously, it's been a long one. So thanks for anyone who stuck with us, especially at the <laughs> beginning when we were saying that these uh, classes weren't great. I think we've got some good players, like I say, in these classes. Keith, we'll be back. We'll be back in a couple of weeks after you've had your holiday. 
to yes. discuss the rock stars, uh, the edge players, and also the the big bodies in the middle of the defensive line as well, right? Yep, yeah, looking forward to that because uh, absolutely, yeah, they're good position groups. Absolutely, not every single year. Um, first thing, just well, last thing, sorry, just a shout out. Um, obviously, full ten yards. Um, season three of our NFL season guide is out now for pre-order on the website fulltenyards.com forward slash guides. Go over and make a pre-order, and you can get a ten percent discount with the full ten code. That you can apply at the checkout. One hundred six plus pages fan team analysis from every NFL team, betting analysis, draft spotlights, and much, much more. A few general articles in there as well. Lots of um, you know really, really top effort has gone into this from everyone on the team. And um, it's going to look really, really nice as well. Josh does a great, great job of all the graphic design. You could see that from our draft guide that we did um, a few months ago and released that. So yeah, we'll be along the lines of really a high quality guide again. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, or go over to Fulton Yards, the over on the Twitter and um, yeah, make an order, like I say. So Keith, maybe we'll get out of here. We've been on for far, far too long, keeping our other hours up for all the nights, getting to around 11 o'clock at night. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it needs to be. Um, but yeah, mate, just tell us where we can find you on the social media and then we'll, we'll crack on and get out of here. Uh, just Lord Luckin on Twitter. Um, and yeah, just at the moment, the summer scan is taking sort of over my life, I think. Yeah. Yeah, much to the kids' despair. We love it though, don't we? Uh, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I'm at Wakefield90 as well on the Twitter. Um, And yeah, like you say, same same with me. We're not really doing that much written stuff because we're just ploughing for all these players, aren't we? But as I said, um, Raj will be back next week. I think he's doing running backs with our new guy, Will. And then Keith and I will be back to do the defensive line and edge players before Raj kind of covers off the uh, other um, offences out of the ball but Keith mate it's been great to have a chat with you uh, have a few disagreements as well in the best way possible um, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about and a, a couple of weeks of scouting left to do these uh, do these edge and D-line guys but mate thanks again and uh, thanks for everyone for listening we'll be back really soon um, stick with us at Full 10 Yards thank you so much for tuning in to the Full 10 Yards thank you for tuning in to the Full 10 Yards College Football Podcast we have great information some great content for you guys. Keep on flying that flag.